Which one of these camps do you fall in when it comes to the holidays? Are you Buddy the Elf and you're full on holiday spirit? You want to do it all. Or maybe you enjoy the holidays for the most part, but you feel obligated and then you say yes to everything and you take on too much. Or do you simply just hate the holiday season because everyone around you is jingle belling and all you want to do is just crawl back and go into bed and just have this whole holiday season be over with? Well, regardless of which one you identify with, the common theme around here is that the holiday season, it is overwhelming, it is stressful, and it is exhausting. So today, we are going to answer the question, how can you get through the holiday season with less stress so that you can celebrate more? And spoiler alert, being grateful is not on today's list. What? All right, let's get started. Get ready to experience gratitude for every aspect of your life, even when you're facing adversity and in a way that you never thought possible. Welcome to Gratitude Builds Fortitude, the podcast where we optimize gratitude, mindset, and mental resilience. It's time to say no to that list of three things and yes to gratitude on your own terms. I'm your host, Holly Bertone. I was such an overachiever that I hit rock bottom three times with my health between breast cancer, autoimmune disease, and debilitating chronic fatigue. So I became a mindset coach because it is my mission to help you get through the tough times with greater resilience. Tune in every week for inspirational stories and tactical action plans so that you can find love, happiness, laughter, and discover your own comeback story. The holidays aren't always the Hallmark movie ideal for many families. In fact, in most families, it's not the Hallmark movie ideal. And then add in some type of challenge, whether It's a health challenge or grief or sadness or financial problems or divorce or whatever difficult situation, whatever the adversity is. And then it causes just all this extra undue stress to an already stressful time of year. So today I'm sharing seven easy holiday survival tips and ideas to help you manage the chaos, to minimize the stress during the holiday season, and to help you actually remember what this time of year is for so that you can enjoy your time with your family and friends. Growing up, I was fortunate. I had the parents who went out of their way to make the holiday season just extra special. It was common to have 30 people around the table at Thanksgiving. And then for Christmas, we had the Hallmark decorated home, piles of presents everywhere, traditions, but that didn't last. My view of the holidays completely changed in 2010. I had breast cancer and I was going through chemo. Well, back up a minute, my hair actually started falling out in the shower on Thanksgiving morning. So in addition to roasting a turkey, we also shaved my head. And then I had chemo right before Christmas. So I was down for the count. I realized that as much as I love the memories and the traditions of the past, holidays are all about being with family and friends and the spirit of the season and not creating some type of perfection that can only be found on Pinterest or in a movie. And I've kept, well, I've tried to keep that same spirit ever since. So let's talk about the real reason why we do feel so stressed during the holidays. It's the decorations and the gift buying and the donations and the family time and the parties and the shorter days. 
Meals still need to be made, chores still need to be done, Christmas plays and concerts for the kids and family pictures and just about everything else that happens on the normal day-to-day. It is a lot. This is just the fun stuff. Then there's the financial strain and getting into political arguments with family members and not having just the energy to enjoy this season, grieving loved ones extra this time of year, and just plain overall sadness. Feeling alone, even when you're surrounded by family. If you think that this time of year is overwhelming and stressful and exhausting, let me ask you this. How are your boundaries? Yeah. You can approach the holiday season with dread and worry and anxiety and obligation. Eh, that's certainly one option. Or you can embrace the holiday season for what it is and what it means to you. And that's what we're going to unpack today. So let's jump into these seven ways. Number one, speak up for yourself. Now, I know you've heard this before, but what does it really mean? And what are some actual tangible things that you can do specific this time of year? My first experience was this in 2010, the year of chemo Christmas. And chemo was like clockwork. So following the chemo, I knew that I was going to have my worst days, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and the day after. And here's what I think was the worst. It wasn't so much that I was missing out on all of the Christmas traditions with my family. I felt guilty. I felt like I was letting them down. I felt like I was the cancer Grinch who stole Christmas. And I talked to my family. I laid it out very specifically to them what it was going to look like. I knew ahead of time. And it was difficult because I didn't want to disappoint anyone. So we spent a quiet Christmas in the living room. I ate Santa-shaped jello and wore a Santa hat on top of my bald head. We survived, and no one seemed to mind that we weren't party hopping or that we missed Christmas Eve service at church. If you don't speak up for yourself, don't expect anyone else to, and especially with family. If you don't tell them that something needs to be different, they're never going to know. And if you can't do something, ask for help. Ask your spouse, your partner, your kids, other family members. Ask your friends. Asking for help can be difficult, and especially when you're used to doing it all. But this time of year, people are much more in the mood to help others. So speak up for your needs and give others a chance to step up. Two, boundaries are a must. Which leads us to number two, boundaries are a must. What are your boundaries? What do you need for yourself? And what do you need with others? No is a complete sentence. You can learn how to say it. No. Or go wild and crazy. No, thank you. Ah. I know it's easier said than done, but it's a must. Too many party invitations. Say no. Too many plans with friends or hosting at your house. Say no. Cut down. Too many philanthropic requests, say no. 
You need to reserve time to enjoy your own home, your own family, your own downtime, and never feel guilty about this. It is so easy to get sucked into other people's agendas any time of year, especially if you're a people pleaser. You don't owe anyone an explanation. By the way, this one's resonating with you. Be sure to listen to episode 88, Making Everyone Else Happy is the fastest way to feel miserable about yourself. Okay, let's do this in real time. Let's say you're me and I'm you and you invited me to something. What if my response to you was this? Holly, you are so kind to think of me. I appreciate your generosity. Unfortunately, I won't be able to make it. Asked and answered. My new favorite quote is by Mark Groves. He says, walls keep everyone out. Boundaries teach people where the door is. So good. Everyone has a limit. So what are the boundaries that you're going to create these next few weeks? Articulate them to yourself and articulate them to those who need it. Number three, manage expectations. We live in a day where we only see the A side on social media. You're scrolling through social media and all you see are the perfect decorations and the perfect food and the perfect families. Ha <laughs> ha Yeah, I'm here to tell you a secret. No one's life is perfect. I know so many people who post their picture-perfect lives on Facebook because they are masking their own issues behind closed doors. Last year, my ex and I separated the week before Christmas. Christmas for me that year was getting a divorce and moving two states away. And then on Christmas Eve, the heat in my house went out. It was, I don't know, three degrees outside. It was freezing cold. I knew that Christmas was going to look very different that year. And it was a quiet day, and I enjoyed it with my dad. The challenges of everyday life are going to be aggravated over the holiday season. This isn't the time to compare yourself, not to a family member or not to a friend or not to a neighbor or not to a random person on social media. No one can do it all. So don't try to be the first. Manage your expectations, know your priorities, and stand firm. Four, find your focus. It is so easy to get caught up with everything during the holidays. Maybe it's the lights. But definitely, this is the season where everything becomes the shiny object. All right, here's what I want you to do. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? I want you to ask yourself, why am I celebrating? And what am I celebrating? Is it the hustle and bustle of the season? Or is it spending time with loved ones? Is it being thankful for your family if you celebrate American Thanksgiving? Is it celebrating the birth of Jesus if you celebrate Christmas? Or the miracle of lights if you celebrate Hanukkah? What are you celebrating? And why are you celebrating? What does this time of year mean to you? Make a list of what's really important during these next couple of months. And I want you to pretend it's, I don't know, January 5th. Imagine that you got together with your friend and and you're having coffee or having tea and you're sitting down and talking to your friend that you definitely hadn't seen over the holidays. So in that conversation, what are the highlights that you would be talking about? What made you the most excited? What were those special moments? 
When someone asks you, how are your holidays? What's the first thing that comes to mind that brings you joy? Write that down in your gratitude journal and then refer back to it. Keep that focus when you get stressed, when you get overwhelmed, when you're trying to figure out what your boundaries are. And that, my friends, is what you want to focus on. Start there and keep your eye on the prize. Five, plan for triggers. Oh, triggers. Sometimes those triggers catch us by surprise. But you know what? The holidays, they're steep in tradition. And I am willing to bet that the same exact thing happens every single year. Meaning, That same cousin relives the time from Thanksgiving when you were a kid and all the cousins threw you into the leaf pile and you had an asthma attack. Or the same uncle gets into the same political conversations at dinner. Or how everyone gets thoughtful gifts from your mother-in-law, but yours is a re-gift. Think about what's triggered you in the past. And is there a potential for it to happen again? And then create your game plan from there. Figure out what your boundaries look like. What are you going to say? What are you going to do? Or do you even have to participate in that event at all? And if you're looking for an extra resource on managing these triggers, then go listen to episode 80, which is Triggered, Five Steps to Take Control of Your Reaction. All right, number six, practice self-care. Oh, Holly, cue the eye rolls. I know, I said it, self-care, self-care. All right, let me guess. This time of year, all of the doing for yourself goes out the window because There's some kind of pressure that this is the time of year we do for others and we just forget about ourselves. All right, and and raising my hand here too, guilty. So let's unpack a few ways that you can take care of yourself these next few months. And can I share a secret with you? Everything I'm talking about in this episode is self-care. I'm not talking about bubble baths and manicures. They are kind of nice. But speaking up for yourself, setting boundaries, managing your expectations, saying no, this all qualifies as taking care of yourself. But there's something else I want you to consider. It's scientifically proven that when we're stressed, when we're in a state of anger or anxiety or fear, our brain does not make good decisions for ourselves. So let me ask you this. The last time you were stressed about something or mad about something, Did you reach for an apple or did you reach for the pizza or the bag of chips or the pint of ice cream? Yeah. Let me ask you something else. Do you subscribe to the advice of enjoy the treats of the season in moderation? But how does that actually work for you in real life? If you're the type of person who can be completely content with one treat, then that's fine. But if you're the person who gets stressed and then that one treat leads to emptying the container, that's something else to consider. Because this is the time of year where it's easy to justify indulging in some treats. Oh, my day was extra long or, oh, I was extra stressed or, oh, I did all the things or, oh, it's just this party or, oh, it's a special occasion. This year, let's do it a little differently. Stop and ask yourself, why do I want to indulge and how much? is enough. Spend some time in the quiet. Spend some time in reflection on what you truly do need to take care of yourself this holiday season. Use this time to find some healthy recipes to try or get your daily movement in, making sure you're staying hydrated. Change the definition of self-care 
to how am I keeping myself mentally, physically, emotionally healthy this holiday season? And finally, number seven, it's okay to not be grateful. Wait, Holly, what? Yeah, I said it. It's okay to not want to be grateful this time of year. The holidays are hard for a lot of people. This time of year might be extra difficult for you. So acknowledge what you're feeling. Acknowledge what's coming up. Maybe even journal about it. There's a common phrase that it's okay to not be okay. But I like to say it's okay to not be okay, but it's not okay to not be okay and not do something about it. There's a time and a place to feel all of the colorful emotions, to feel the grief, the loss of the loved one who you're missing, to feel the grief of that family member or to feel the grief of a divorce or whatever. You're missing someone or something and you can feel that grief. Or feel the frustration or the anger or the jealousy or the anxiety that this Christmas looks a little different than you wanted it to. It's healthy and it's normal to be in those emotions. But there's also a time to address those colorful emotions and then move on. Have them move through you to get to the other side. But when you think that, oh, just be grateful or, oh, just be positive or, oh, everything's going to be better, this is a disservice. And the way that I teach gratitude is I like to say, meet gratitude where gratitude is at and let gratitude meet you where you're at. So I don't want you to feel like you have to force gratitude. Yes, gratitude is a game changer. Yes, gratitude is your superpower. Yes, practicing gratitude correctly can literally change your health and your entire life. But when you force gratitude, you become resentful. So rather than forcing gratitude, do it on your own terms and in your own time. You don't have to do it all and you don't have to be Buddy the Elf. Setting healthy boundaries is the best way to stress less and to celebrate more. So how are we doing this? Let's do a quick recap. Speak up for yourself. Boundaries are a must. Manage expectations. Find your focus. Plan for the triggers. Practice self-care. And understand that it's okay if you don't want to be grateful. So be sure to subscribe and follow the Gratitude Builds Fortitude podcast. Because in December, we are going to be hosting again the 12 Days of Gratitude right here on the show. And I'm super excited for you to join us. I'm wishing you the happiest of holiday season, and I'm going to see you next week. We have some real talk here for a minute, just between us girls. Can we have a conversation about what the end of the day looks like? I'm talking about that moment when you've crossed off all the things on your list. Okay, they're not all completed, but you're done for the day. And when I say done for the day, I mean you are done. And you sit on the couch to actually relax for a few minutes before bedtime. You know that moment of pure bliss when your bum hits the couch cushion and then you sit back in this heap of exhaustion. You pull the blanket over your legs, literally breathe for the first time all day. And it's not, it's not even one minute later. And it's your spouse. Hey, hon, your kid, mom. Or you pick up the phone to scroll on social media and then your boss sends you an email you need to respond to. Or you see something that like, oh, shoot, I forgot to do something that can't wait for tomorrow. And then the dog's doing the potty dance because spouse or kid never took them for a walk, even though you asked them to. And it's that moment that you feel this resentment fill your body. 
And then you probably feel guilt on top of it because this is the life that you've always dreamed of. You've got a great career and a great family. So you might be wondering, why do I feel so drained? Why is my life sucking every ounce of energy out of my body? I'm here to tell you that the world is not going to crumble if you say yes to yourself, but you will eventually crumble if you don't. You deserve to take care of yourself and your health. And it begins by saying yes to you, which is probably the hardest yes that you're ever going to say. And that's why I created a very special private podcast series. It's called Your Comeback Experience, and it's specifically for you, the woman who has a track record of success in everything that you do, but you are burned out and something's still missing. And somewhere along the way, your health got pushed to the side. It's a secret podcast, meaning it's not public. You need to have an invitation to access it. And I want to invite you. So to get this free private podcast delivered right to your inbox, click on the link in the show notes or go to podcastholly.com. Super easy to remember, podcastholly.com. The link is also in the show notes.